0: Hallelujah. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, what you're gonna hear is a confession from Monday, August 3rd, uh, 2015. Um, today, today's date is August 5th. 2022 it is 2:44 a.m but you're going to hear confession in the next segment of this video and um, it's from august 3rd of 2015 so uh yeah it is several years old and uh my opinions and beliefs were uh rather different but talk about this confession and you'll see um, you'll see a picture of me uh, and, and, and it's from today well yesterday the so you'll see that picture and then um, but it's my story and my confession and it's something that I still struggle with to this day and I'm doing this now because God has led me to do this. So I want you guys to partake in this and really, you know, hopefully get something out of it. Um, and so, with that being said, Yeshua loves you. Hallelujah. Sorry about that, y'all. Anyway, my name is John Riley. Uh, I was born in Hannibal, Missouri on October 26, 1977. I will be 38 years old this year, but I was raised, uh, from the time I was born to about three years of age, I moved three times, Uh, twice I moved uh, in Hannibal, Missouri. Well. Once, I, uh, from the house that we lived in when I was born in Hannibal, Missouri, we moved to another house, and then and then I moved uh, to Jacksonville. My dad worked for the uh, N&W Railroad, uh, North Folk and uh, Western, and he was going from, uh, basically he was driving to Decatur and jumping on a train and coming back to Hannibal and then we'd go home, sleep, and go back uh, to Decatur when when a train uh, went that way, and then drive home. It it was odd. But then he uh, moved us to Jacksonville, Illinois, and uh, he basically drove to Decatur, drove the train down to Hannibal, Uh, caught the train back to Hannibal, or from Hannibal to Decatur, Illinois, and uh, then when I was about three years old, my dad decided to move back to his hometown, which uh, is good old Decatur, Illinois, and I I am the only guy in the South that I know that still says Decatur, Illinois instead of Illinois, but I do now live in Hamilton, Alabama. Uh, When I was, like I said, I lived 20, basically from the time I was three to the time I was uh, 20, almost 21, I lived in Decatur, Illinois. Decatur is my home, and again uh history on on my birth town my mother's family was there before americans were uh she has a lot of cherokee in her they were part of the missouri cherokee clan Uh, um of course they they married into the irish and the british that you know settled in those parts so i do have uh irish and british in my grandparents bloodline he uh, is a uh, writer, of course. He wrote uh, Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer, uh, several other books, but those are his more famous ones, Huckleberry Finn and, and Tom Sawyer. And, of course, the town that uh, Mark Twain, and uh, Mark Twain, Tom Sawyer, and uh, the Huck Finn stories are based out of is the town that Mark Twain grew up in, Hannibal... Missouri and he lived there till he was like 25 or 30 then he joined the Confederate Army and then civil war got over and of course he traveled all over the, the nation and even traveled uh, parts of parts of the world so so that's that's the history of, of Hannibal. Decatur on the other hand all I can say about Decatur is, I loved it when I was there I went to MacArthur High School uh, blue and white class of 95 dropped out in uh, November of 95 because they told me I had to go an extra year and I I was just like no I'm not doing that dropped out went down to Troy Missouri lived with my aunt for a while went to high school down there Uh, they then informed me that I was gonna do an extra six months the following semester because at the time, I don't know what it is now, but at the time you could graduate in Decatur with 17 credits or 17 and a half credits. Uh, In Troy, or uh, Troy, Missouri at Buchanan High School, you had to have 21. And I know. I came down there with 13 and a half credits so had I gone the extra year at MacArthur, I would have uh, had my seventeen credits just in that first semester. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to wait that, or I had pretty darn close to maybe only having to take like one or two classes that morning or afternoon, whichever one I decided on. But I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'll drop out and I'll go to college. Well, I dropped out and got. Uh, I worked at Fairview Plaza Kroger. So I got offered a um, a little higher position at the Kroger store there and I took that and I didn't really think about college anymore. I was making money. yeah, the pay wasn't that great minimum wage was uh, 425. I was making 585 or 586 an hour and I thought man, I'm making the money. I had a house that I was buying. it was on my mom got the escrow account. Uh, she bought like two or three houses, four houses and she got in over her head, so I took over one of her escrow accounts, uh, moved over onto uh, Riverside Drive, right there uh, across the street from uh, Eisenhower. Lived there, oh, a couple of years. I took over that escrow when I was 18. And I lived there for a couple of years. My mom moved um, to Mount Zion because once I, once I dropped out at uh, Troy Buchanan High School, I came back to Decatur. Decatur was my home. So, uh, yeah, that's somebody sending me a text message if you can hear that Mike Tyson's punch out thing. Uh, telling me that, that I'm supposed to be fixing a laptop, but they forgot to bring it today. So, anywho. Um, so, Decatur is my home. I call it my hometown. That's where I basically grew up. Uh, that's where I, I, you know, did a lot of things. I went to uh, Roosevelt High School, uh, Roosevelt Junior High School, and I started there in 1990. And I, and I know you're all thinking, "Well, why are you giving such a long history?" But just hear me out. In 1990. I met one of the most awesomest guys I've ever, I just said awesomeness, but one of the most awesome guys I've ever met in my life. He was, uh, i say a first degree black belt at the time. I think he's a fifth degree now in Taekwondo. And uh, his name was Joseph Ellis Gash Jr and I met Joe Goss uh, Little Joe, I might refer to him a lot as Little Joe because that's what he was Little Joe and I, there was a a time when we were like peas and carrots like you know, uh, uh, Forrest Gump and and Jenny, but of course you know none of that I love you Jenny type stuff because, trust me Joe I love you like a brother but I don't want to marry you buddy that's just not the way I slide so uh (laughs) figure he might like that uh because i'm i'm keeping it real and people don't say that no more they say they say keeping it 100 i'm sorry if you want to keep it 100 then go all out and do you know 110 but uh so on, on the role of keeping it real here i want uh i met joe and we kind of grew together and uh joe's dad was awesome joe's dad and i We're pirating computer software before there was computer pirates if you know what i mean his dad got a computer i want to say about the uh about our eighth grade year in school i got a computer that i built my ninth grade year because my mama had a computer and i asked her for a computer for christmas and she told me no so i took on a uh a paper route i don't even think you can do that anymore for herald and review but i took on a a paper route rode my bike all through south shores uh south Side country club out there in decatur and parts of ellen with a paper sack on my back and my front and i had a rider's red red wagon that i attached to my bicycle my 21 speed bike because i didn't have a car at the age of 14. And I took, took that red wagon and rigged it to my bike. And I rode from like three o'clock in the morning till seven in the morning delivering papers for two years. From, from like the time I was 13 to the time I was 15 to buy a computer. Well, I got lucky because my stepdad at the time New uh see this was back in oh uh, lord 91 my stepdad at the time introduced me to something awesome and it's now a pastime and a hobby of mine, he introduced me to computerized bulletin boards and there was a ton of them in Decatur, Illinois at one time I was a sysop uh, up there they're called sysops because uh, nobody wants to be called a sissy so they called them SYSOPs, uh, uh, S-Y-S to me is SY. You have people down there going, are you mean a SYSOP? No, I mean a SYSOP. And also the side blade is one of my favorite blades and I know it's spelled totally different, but I'd rather be known as a SY-OP, operator, a SY operator. So anyway, but system operator and a computer bulletin board. I started uh, my bulletin board uh, in Indicator, Illinois slasher BBS on a Packard Bell that I bought for $75 but I had to buy it part by part I bought a 286 motherboard and a 386 motherboard from another fella and I bought two empty towers from another guy and I took the 286 and the 386 I put DOS 6.0 on there and Windows 3.11 Excuse me. And then I put Tri BBS software on there and I started Slasher BBS. And now Slasher uh, could only run at night. So it ran from like 9 o'clock at night till uh, I got up at 6 a.m. or 7. And I say I got up. I mean, uh, by then I didn't have a paper route. I was working for McDonald's. So I would go to uh, get up for school and I would go. Um, sorry, the the buzzing is from this speaker I've got for my iPhone, hold on, let me turn it off. Because I know it's doing some weird ass, uh, weird stuff. Sorry, I don't mean to swear, but I tend to do that time to time. It's another fault of mine. This little switch... Is the hardest little boy to like it's stuck in the on position and I can't get it to shut off. Okay, I think I unplugged it. I think it's well, I know I unplugged it from the power, so it don't keep a charge like it should. It's one of those uh boom speakers, looks like uh a Bob from the Mario Brothers, but he's winking at you. Uh, I've seen him shaped like Bullet Bill, even but anyway, that's what was causing the refurb. And eventually it'll run out of power here and maybe if I unplug it plug it nope it's charged enough wow awesome it's like peas and carrots there Joe. but anywho so I got into that hobby now this goes on to bring me to my next topic my addiction okay first of all I'm a smoker that's an addiction but that is not an addiction. I don't see smoking as something that's going to take me to hell. And I'll tell you why. Sermon <laughs> of the Mount. Jesus was talking to the 500 or whatever it was that he had there. Um, and he said some of the greatest things that he... And he preached on some of the greatest things that was ever preached. We all agree on that. And no matter what, uh, all Christians agree that most of the greatest teaching that Jesus ever did with Sermon on the Mount. So during that time, I believe it's from Sermon on the Mount, they they started talking about food. Because they were hungry. But Jesus asked, uh, you know, what what if I can get you a pig? Would you guys eat some pork? And those Jews, Jesus was a Jew himself now. He was born... Uh, of the lineage of Mary and we all know that his father was God, Yahweh um, the term the, ter- the the name Jehovah to me does not mean Yahweh and it does not mean the Christian God and I'll tell you why if you look up the original translation of Jehovah and I'll also get into this I'll get into uh, something else in a minute because you're all going to be guys and be like, what? But you will go back and you'll, you'll want to study this. But the name Jehovah originally meant Zeus. The Greek god of mythology. Somewhere down the line, somebody decided that Yahweh could be called Jehovah. Like he was the almighty Zeus. And the term Yeshua So you have Yahweh and Yeshua was the names used in the original Greek and Hebrew uh, Bible? Yeshua was Jesus, and Jesus itself it actually translates to demi Zeus or demi god. Now, why do we call Jesus Jesus today? Well, they went the Bible scholars at the time who were trying to preserve the word. During the time of, uh, I think it was before the King James Version of the Bible was written. It was one of the original English translations. They went through and they started uh, translating the Bible. And they were calling Yeshua or Jesus by the English translation, which is actually Joshua. And Joshua's original, original translation, if you look it up, means promised Savior or Messiah. Well, in the Old Testament, you have Yeshua who took over for Moses. And he was a king. And if if I remember right, there was a part in Acts where Paul talked about Yeshua went into the house of Ruth. Well, they translated that because it was in the New Testament to Jesus using the the word joshua referring to joshua the son of god not the king of the old testament and they went back and they said wait how is that possible if ruth lived like 500 years before jesus jesus couldn't have gone into ruth's home so he lived like 500 or a thousand years she lived like 500 or a thousand years and here paul was telling the story and these these men these great scholars they had translated this Bible, this New Testament, into English, and they realized that they referred to Jesus as his proper name, Yeshua, or Joshua, and yet Paul's telling a story of something that happened before Jesus' time, and they translated it to mean Jesus. Again, the word was God, and the word is God, and the word was with God, and God can, um, you know, if he wants to walk into a house 500 to 1,000 years, or five, you know, 5,000 years before he's born, he can. We all know the story of Ratchet. Meshach and Abednego and there was a fourth person in that furnace well I'm sorry but if you if you open up that furnace you're King Nebuchadnezzar and you open up that furnace and it is right. heck yeah we've got the Messiah Yeshua Jesus standing right here with us I'm not saying it was Jesus it could have been you know Gabriel for all we know the the archangel the angel who stands at the left hand side of God um. So they but they get to this, this story that Paul is telling about Joshua, the king in the Old Testament. And they translate it and they're like, wait, we can't do this because that's going to confuse people. So they, they prayed on it. This is the story that I heard. They prayed on it. And you know, in the Bible, Jesus pretty much said, don't give me any name that I don't have. So why would Jesus send an angel to these guys and tell them to call him jesus which meant demi zeus or demi god because they were concerned that people would get confused by reading this story in Acts, and that's well, they prayed on it so i mean it's all good they they prayed on it and and uh an angel came the story that i've heard an angel came before them and they they the angel said calling jesus call the messiah jesus not not only will uh it it'll it'll reach the romans it'll reach the Greeks, it'll, you know, it'll reach all these ones that are praying to these pagan gods because they can relate to the name Jesus they can relate to the name Jehovah Jehovah is their almighty, all powerful one God he has the power of all gods in, in the one he is it so, so Jesus is the demigod but we all know that the word was God, the word was with God and he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end so the word was God, the word is with God and the word will always be God uh, So, but they changed it because the angel appeared to them, they, they write In their own journals, several of them that said the angels of the Lord, the angel of the Lord appeared to them and and blessed it, so that they may call Yeshua Jesus. When they did that, they redefined the word Jesus. It no longer meant your demigod or your demi Zeus. It meant. Savior. Messiah. Alpha. Omega. Beginning. End. And they did it with the blessing of of God. Because God sent the angel and that's how they but they did not want to confuse, and they prayed on it. Hey, it happens. I'm sometimes called a Dumb button. We all know my name is John. It happens. Jesus knows that his name is Yeshua. God knows that his name is Yahweh. His name is not Jehovah. I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. But, you know, that's just my opinion. (laughs) And it's also... You can also read about it. Google it. Uh, Look it up in the Bible. The story that Paul was telling about Ruth. Yeah, so... That's a fact. And this... And now to get to my addiction. I've already rambled for 25 minutes. So the other day... Because uh, I'm i doing this for little Joe. I don't mean to preach, Joe. But anywho. The other day, I'm talking to Joe Goss now. Uh, I don't know how many of you went to MacArthur High School in the 90s. I don't know how many of you know Robert King. But on April 20th, uh, on April 17th, 2015, I called Rob. I had not spoke to Rob in about six months since I moved. Rob and I, like I said, I I got into bulletin boards. Uh, Joe Goss Sr. and I were pirates before they were, you know, phrasing the term computer pirates, little Joe helped us run our pirate software between each other Uh, yeah so but Robert King was my buddy in high school and and I'll tell you what if it was a a Friday night and I wasn't with, with Joe Goss Sr if it was a Friday and Saturday night and I wasn't A, at work at McDonald's uh I worked at West Dorado McDonald's there uh, the Millican McDonald's I worked there and if I wasn't at work on Friday and Saturday night I was A, either with Joe Goss uh, Junior and Senior or B I was with Rob King and Greg Seward and we pirated software. In fact, there was a lot of times when I would call Big Joe and I'd be like, Joe. He'd be like, what up, dude? I'd be like, Rob needs this software. Joe would be like, got it. I'll find it. Give me an hour. Whatever. And he. Would, That's how we got our software. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to pay Microsoft, you know, $500 for two floppies of DOS. That may only work three weeks. When little Joe and Big Joe can find me the disc, and I didn't pay nothing for it, and I can just copy it all I want to all of my friends. Yay! So, <laughs> so yeah. So, anywho. We did that i mean that was that was our thing and like i said we ran uh rob ran a bulletin board i ran a bulletin board and i got introduced because i was like 15 or 16. i got introduced to something that i probably should have never gotten introduced to and no no big joe did his best to keep me away from porn Big Joe did more for me. And I I hate to say this, little Joe, because he did more for me than I think he did for his own son. A lot of times. And it's sad. But the bulletin boards is what got me introduced to porn. And I turned 16 And some idiot decided that it was okay for me to get a uh, subscription to playboy magazine so here I am 15 16 got my own uh, subscription to playboy my room is downstairs and we're using rabbit ears and I can pick up the porn channel on my black and white TV with rabbit ears all right and no it was not blurry not at all it was not scrambled it probably should have been but it wasn't and I got addicted to porn that way now so it's not okay to have because it's a sin I've about said something that is totally incorrect, but I had this addiction to porn and I have found that my addiction is not just to porn, but it's to sex in general. And I will look at a woman and I will unclothe her. And I will imagine ourselves entangled in sexual intercourse. So my addiction goes beyond just porn oh I love porn I'm addicted to it but I am slowly taking myself away from it so give me my cigarette take away the porn don't worry so much about what goes into thy mouth speaking of the pork at the summit of the mouth 500 Jews or whatever but worry more about what comes out of it. And that's what Jesus told them at the Sermon of the Mount. I believe it was. I may be wrong, but yeah, he did say that somewhere. Worry not so much about what goes into thy mouth, worry more about what comes out of it. So here I am fixing to be, th- yes, I just said a southern word. For all you up there, we say we finna. So I'm finna be 38 years old, and I love porn. I love lust. Does that even make sense? I love sex. I'm married. I love my wife and I've never cheated on my wife. And I can say that with all honesty. I have never cheated on my wife, nor will I ever cheat on my wife. My daddy cheated on my mama and I made it, uh, I made a promise to myself that I would treat my mom, my, my mom, I would treat my wife better than my daddy ever thought about. Sorry if you hear the wind, I'm smoking a cigarette. And... But yeah, I made it a promise to myself that my wife, I would never cheat on her. I saw how hurt my mom was. Now, this being said, going back to Rob King, on April 17th, 2015, I talked to Rob. Rob and I were talking about some software that's no longer supported. It's a DOS software and I still run, but I can't register it. So I talked to Rob, he said, you know what? Call me this weekend uh you know in two or three days i know what to change so we can register it with any serial number okay april 18th rob king has a massive heart attack sits up in uh decatur memorial hospital and dies from this heart attack kills him talking to big joe Oh, er, sorry Big Joe's already passed. I'm talking to Little Joe. He's Big Joe now. Uh, but I'm talking to to Joe Goss uh, Jr., Little Joe, like, last part of May, uh, first part of June. And he's like, oh, hey, uh, did you hear about Rob King? No, dude, I just talked to him a couple weeks ago. Not realizing how long it had actually been. I said, in fact, I need to call him. Uh, I I'd call him like two or three days and I didn't do it. And he goes, oh, dude, you don't want to do that. He sent me a link to his obituary. Rob King had died of a heart attack the day after I talked to him on the phone. What? It was all over Facebook. But... I get on Facebook Messenger and talk to my wife and family and friends like Little Joe and Rob King more than I get on anything, the main Facebook, you know. Messenger is where I'm at most of the time. I didn't know. Little Joe broke the news that my best friend from high school had died of a heart attack. Tom King, at one time, helped me get my porn. When I got a rage, Big Joe and I traded a lot of porn. Porn is not the sin. The sin is what your mind turns porn into. You see this man and this woman, or these two girls, or whatever kind of porn you're into, I'm guy, wrong girl, girl. Two girls and guy, two guys and girl. It turns all that, uh, puts all those thoughts in your head, and then you're walking through a Walmart and you see a hot chick. And because you're, you're into this lustful, sinful nature, you're going to clothe them, de-clothe them, and you're going to picture yourself. When you watch porn, you're picturing yourself with this porn actress instead of your significant other. At one time, my excuse for porn was I was not married, and Jesus would rather me be sitting at home watching porn going to say this word and masturbating, then he would rather see me out fulfilling my lustful desires with just any random woman. So, that in, in itself is wrong to think that way, because we all know that sin is sin. Little Joe has really helped me out. I have backslidden one time. Since we've started talking in two weeks, little Joe doesn't know this, I didn't bring it up because, let me tell you, the day that I confessed to little Joe that I had an addiction to porn, I should have said, Joe, I have an addiction to lust, to sex in general. That's hitting the nail on top of the head. Yeah. Oh, I love sex. And don't get me wrong, I'm only having sex with one woman, and that's my wife because I'm not my daddy. My daddy has since repented and is now a leader in his church. So in a lot of ways, I'm like my dad, and in a lot of ways, I'm not, and I just wanted to share that there there is help. The Bible will help you, the Word of God will help you, Um, little Joe being new to the Christian faith and uh, uh, really uh, a young baby or child in the Christian faith is God said that when you come into the kingdom of heaven be like that of a child Joe fulfills that the spirit is new to him it's so powerful see, see I was I repented of my sins in February of 1988 I repented of my sins and I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart and I was baptized It's either 88 or 89. I have my baptismal certificate in my home. So, this is where it eats me. I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, what I lust for. What what I'm doing is wrong. Because I knew Jesus. I knew who He was. I know Jesus now. I know who He is. And I know who He will always be. He is my personal Lord and Savior. He saved me from my sins nearly 2,000 years ago. Before I was ever born. The the Jews, His own people, as it is written, 500, 5,000 years before the cross. It was written that his own people would turn on the messiah i knew jesus have i turned on the messiah yeah how i struck nails into his hands and hung him on a cross every time i do porn i am putting a whack on that hammer i am laughing in his face do i want to do that anymore no do i need help yeah so jesus uses rob king's death to get me and joe goss talking again little joe and my fear is i'm here when i was 21 i moved away i moved to uh tupelo mississippi home of elvis presley and now i'm living in hamilton Alabama so Jesus uses Rob King's death to get little Joe and I closer talking every day on the phone and I admitted to little Joe we were having a confessional type conversation and I said well let me tell you what I'm addicted to and I told him I was addicted to porn yeah it's true I'm addicted to porn but I think that I can go beyond that and say I'm addicted to lust and sex and that's a fact (laughs) I'm gonna pin this thing to me Uh, I'm on my way home again from work today but um, this is just a follow-up to what like I said uh, little Joe asked me to tell my my story and uh, so as I said in the first section uh, I don't know if you played it all or whatever doesn't matter (laughs) what matters is that I'm opening up to my fellow Christians confessing now now I'm not Catholic by no means Uh, and I'll get get into my church background in a minute Uh, but um, I'm opening up and admitting my sin my wage of death because it's not I mean, it is. The, the wages of sin is death. So, my death is an addiction to sex and porn and all of that nasty stuff. Um, have I backslid? Yes. Since since talking to Little Joe, I have backslid. Uh, I, I think yesterday I said once, but it actually went twice and for for me that is pretty good in a two-week period and I'll, t- I'll tell you why well I, I i told you uh in yesterday's little sectioning you, you know who knows Little well, joe may be playing both of them back to back but for to me it, uh, for, to me it was yesterday the, the first segment i recorded <coughs> but I, i'll tell you i'll tell you why two days in a two-week period is good because look i got an iphone i've got straight talk Cell service and I get 4 or 5 gigs of data a month, and to stream a 16-minute porn doesn't take that much data. I've got a 35 to 45-minute trip that I take every day to the house. And trust me, my iPhone, I'll turn on porn and watch it while I'm driving down the road. I'm, you know what? I feel so much better having this mic clipped to me and talking to you all than I than I do watching the porn. Because I'm able to open up and freely express my beliefs. Uh, I, I explained to you the uh, name of Jesus. I also... When they uh, started writing the Bible in English, uh, or any language for that matter, the letter J has only existed for about 500 years. And at one time, the letter I made the J sound in the English language. That's a proven fact. So, a little a little less or a little more than 500 years was one letter. So, Jesus was... Uh, in English originally written with an I. So it was I E S U S. Proven fact, you can you can Google that one. Uh, I actually learned that from Indiana Jones. I believe it was the Indiana Jones of the Last Crusade that had to spell Jehovah. Um and he stepped on the J and about fell through the floor <clears throat> and he's like, Oh yeah there wasn't the letter J until about 500 years ago, stepped on the I then proceeded to spell out the word. But uh, I heard that in that movie so I googled it. It's a fact. The letter J is about 500 years old or a little bit more, a little bit less, whatever. Wow. (laughs) Things you learn from movies. So here I am driving down the road. Yeah, you do hear wind in the background I'm smoking a cigarette. But let me tell you a little bit about my church background. I went to uh, church and it's either south... Uh, I want to say it's southwestern but it may be southeastern anyway. Uh, Christian Church, Hannibal, Missouri. My mom grew up in that church. And I went there until about the age of three. And when we moved to Decatur, one of the sister churches to that church is, uh, there's a couple of them. But the one that we chose or started going to was South Shore's Christian Church. And again, it's a non-denominational church. It's a... Um, uh an niv church uh new international version church and i went to south shores you could say from the time i was three to the time i moved to tupelo mississippi so practically all my life (coughs) and you know the saying When it comes to magicians, you know, watch that left hand because he's got the right hand out in front of you and doing crazy things with the left hand. All right. uh, When I started going to South Shores Christian Church and when I was baptized, the preacher there, his name was Roger Overmeyer. Now, Roger eventually left the church to take over uh, a car lot. And um, I don't know if he left the Christian church per se. But I know that he stopped preaching to take over this car lot, to bought a car lot or inherited the car lot, and he just decided to, to do that. So Roger was my pastor. He was one of my dad's friends. He was a friend of my mom's. And Roger really led me to Jesus. I got into junior high and I met a girl. And we started dating. And, uh, Just because I haven't asked her permission... I will not tell you who this girl's name is. But she attended, uh... Parkway Church of the Nazarene. And I went over there. And I met, uh... The pastor. And his name was uh, Brother Pack. Uh, that was... Pack was his n- nickname. I don't actually remember his name actual name but while I was there at this church now see they preached out of the King James Bible for the most part but every now and then would refer to the new international or, or the new King James um and I met Brother Pack and it was heavy on my heart because I felt it its heavy on my heart that, that I thought the Lord I thought Jesus was calling me to be a pastor. told him, grew up in the same church. Now, ironically, I met my stepbrother at the church, could to find out we went to the same school. And I introduced his dad, his dad was pretty cool, he was a truck driver, he made good money. I introduced his dad to my mom and they were married about two years when they separated because of his addiction. I don't know if he ever got over it, but I don't need to tell you all what it was. And because we're not talking about other people's sins. We're talking about mine. So, but my mom couldn't live with his sin she felt belittled and degraded. And it wasn't anything he was doing to her. It's what he was doing to his own body, basically. But, uh, so I met my stepbrother, I met my stepdad, I introduced my parents, uh, and my girlfriend at the time from seventh and eighth and part of ninth grade went to that church well the girl and I broke up in the ninth grade twice the first time we broke up it was like a couple of weeks and everybody's like you know you need to get back together and then a month later we broke up because she told me she was in love with somebody else he was a punk kid but hey you know life goes on and then I met the girlfriend that I pretty much had from ninth grade to the year after I got out of high school and everybody thought I was going to marry her but I didn't and when I got an opportunity to come to Mississippi I asked her if she wanted to go with me you know if she wanted to get married and come down here she told me no but her sister begged me to take her and she's a couple years older than this girl I'm speaking of and I told her, you know, no and she said, you know my sister doesn't really love you I love you with all my heart and I'll go wherever you go, and I said, no stay in Decatur and you know You'll, you'll find somebody. And. Uh, I, to this day. I still think she's single. Uh, but. We still talk. I'm married. It's not like I'm. You know. Talking to her about. How she felt about me. Lord. 18 years ago, I, I'm, well, snap, this year will be 20 years that i that's hard to believe, uh, all, all, well, 19 years anyway, I left, uh, Decatur when I was 21, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be like 18 years, 17 years, something like that, anyway, I, I was 20 or 21, it was the summer of 99. so 17 years because it's 2000 okay <laughs> 2016 in April of 2016 will be um, like either 17 or 18 years but I left Decatur and came down here and I attended a couple of different churches and uh, just like regularly not regular, but uh, just periodically and then my uh, I met a guy I started working for Kroger down here I met a guy named Steven Spear I've known him for about 15 years and he introduced me to Word Life Christian Church and that's pretty much a Christian church where you come as you are and uh, let me go back to, to my calling to be a pastor so uh, before I go into this this word, Life Christian Church. Uh, So I met uh, Brother Pack, and you know, he was my pastor at uh, Parkway. Let's just say somebody I was related to at the time was a uh, pot dealer. He sold pot right out of his parents home and apparently brother pack was one of his buyers or users and he said he was going to show me the godly life and I thought to myself alright he was going to take me under his wing and Make me a pastor just like he was, and he announced to the church, you know, that I accepted the calling of Jesus Christ, they were gonna pay my way to uh, the Lincoln Christian Community College, and I was gonna go, and whoop, that would be it. Now, this all led up to this was all brought on because at South Shores. Uh, when Brother Overmeyer left, Danny Roberts uh, took his spot as our pastor. And Danny had two sons, Nathan Roberts and Darren Roberts. And Darren was my age, and Nathan was my brother Joseph's age. Little Joe is not my brother biologically. I actually have a brother named Joseph. So. <clears throat> So, anywho, I had this addiction to porn. When Danny Roberts came in, he had these preteen sons. And we had a teen program, but it wasn't anything like it ended up being. Danny said, uh, I remember one night at church, he said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing out of memory as best I can. He said, you know we're adults we are taught by jesus and by the father to lead by example to our children and our youth program our teen program isn't really much of a program so he brought up the idea of Having teen night one, once or twice a month, where the teens and the preteens ran the service, and I jumped at that. Um, I I wanted to I felt this tugging, and I wanted to do that, and I wanted to lead my fellow preteens and teens. At the church and I jumped at it. Uh, Nathan, his son, who's now a pastor and I'm not sure which church he pastors at. I'm not sure if it's South Shores. Somebody told me one time he was at South Shores. He'd taken his daddy spot when when his daddy went to another church. But I, I but I don't know. I, I have no idea. But I'll tell you. I jumped at that idea. I proved myself a leader so they made me the head team pastor of the church, of the team group. I loved it. Um, I studied vigorously my Bible. I probably got this truck. It's passing me. Oh, it's Milwaukee Tools. Nothing but heavy duty. All right. Um. That's not a commercial. So, anywho, I jumped at the the chance to lead the teens and the preteens, and I was their head pastor in the teen group for for years. And then uh, I left, and I went to Parkway Christian Church for about two or three years, I got on their scholastic team, Uh, me and a good friend of mine, uh, her name is Amy, I'm not going to tell you her last name because I don't have permission, but me and Amy were neck to neck on everything, and when I decided to leave Parkway, and go back to South Shores and I told Amy that I was leaving and that that night that I was there I said I'm gonna go home and by that I mean I'm gonna go back to South Shores. She cried. She cried so hard, she pulled me over to the side and she gave me a kiss on the cheek And she said, do you love me? And I said, Sister Amy, I, I love you with all of my heart. You, you are my sister. I was 16 or 17 at the time. She goes, no, 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 John. I love you. And I said, "Oh, I said, Amy, I, I'm not right for you." I said, "Look, your, your dad and mom, they're they're wonderful people, and I and I love them with all my heart." But they're upper class people, and I'm middle to lower class. I. I could never compete with your parents. I would never compete, could, could never compete with your dad. I couldn't give you what your dad has given your mom. And she cried And I told her that I loved her. And I gave her a kiss on the cheek. That was the last time I saw him. So I go back to South Shores. And I basically walked into South Shores. The position that I left like two or three years ago. When I, I left the church. And not only that. But I learned that Danny was leaving. Danny Roberts, um, a kid I grew up with in that church, he was about three or four years older than I was, was taking over as the pastor. He had gone through uh, pastoral school or and whatnot, and um, he was taking over. And I, I left Parkway thinking I would never be a pastor because of Brother uh, Brother Pack showed me just evil. The man did not, to me did not practice what he preached and i and he was there was just things that he did that i just didn't agree with it wasn't just about the pot there was money things there was other things our associate pastor danny i don't remember his last name his him and his wife left because some of the stuff started to get exposed as people started leaving um And Amy now lives in, like, Nevada or Arizona or something like that. Anyway, uh, she eventually got out. I don't know about her parents or her brother. Her brother was uh, probably about seven years younger than Amy. Um, And he, I'll tell you what, he thought I was his best friend. Now, this trucker is not getting over. I have nowhere to go, trucker, except right in front of you. And you're going to get on my rear... Anywho, back to what I was saying. I went back to South Shores and basically walked into the teens that were there when I left. The older teens were now running the church. And I basically walked right back into it. And they basically handed me my head teen pastoral position back. They said, if you want it, it's there. And I said, great. And but here was the thing. Now we, I mean we had our deans and our, our deacons and our elders and, and whatnot. But now, if the pastor was gone, the head team pastor would fill in sometimes. And I filled in for Jimmy sometimes just because Jimmy didn't have a sermon. But he 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 would he would call me on like Wednesday or when we went to Wednesday night Bible study, he would say, Hey, do you have anything that you could preach Sunday morning or Sunday night? Yeah, I, mean, I sure why not? You know, I'm I'm always studying the Bible. I, I've always studied my Bible. Uh, I haven't been too good about it here recently. But at one time Joe i will tell you. At one time, I would carry a Bible into science class to tear Coach Williams. Yes, that's right, Coach Brett Anthony Williams, a new butthole, when he tried to preach evolution. Then he told me one day, you know, I'm a Christian, but what if, uh what if? like cells we are a part of the body of God and our solar system is a cell and we were created to run a certain part of his body huh? he told us that in 7th or 8th grade I, I remember I, I want to say it was 7th grade because it's physical science I told him I said you're nuts our cells weren't made in, we didn't make ourselves uh, in our own image so the little nuclei planets whatever run around in circles around the cellulose you know that thing yeah it's kind of like the solar system and the Sun and everything but we didn't make our cells and the little things on the cell cell, cellulites or whatever in our own image and they don't walk around and you know do all that and I'm not manifesting into my own body to die for their sins you know I'm not a God I'm a human being made in the image of God so that that to me was crazy that I didn't understand and I would I would literally carry my Bible just so well not I mean because not only was I studying it but just so I would have a weapon against one of my greatest friends in high school Coach Williams I, I love Coach Williams to death I still to this day I know where Coach Williams is at. I talk to him online once know, once a year, once on a blue moon. Um, I mean, it's all... <clears throat> I tried to get him to accept my friend's request. I don't think he knows how to do it. (laughs) But, uh, here I am condemning Pastor Pack at this, this time in my life condemning this pastor for doing things with his right hand while he's secretly doing stuff with the left hand. And I'm just totally irate about it. And I'm mad. and can't believe he would deceive. And you know what? The whole time I'm leading the sheep while I'm doing things In my own personal life, that I shouldn't be doing. I'm watching porn every second I get, you know, on side. I mean at night anyway. Hey, going to bed, put on the porn. I still get that scrambled porn television coming in on my bunny ears on an old black and white television. I say scrambled because every now and then it would scramble and then come back. I learned about sex court by watching that black and white television that I had in my bedroom for good lord knows how long. (laughs) Oh yeah, it was uh, amazing. It was quite simply amazing. Because I had something that nobody else had in the house. A TV of the devil. i always told people, you have to watch me because I have the tongue of the serpent. And by that, I mean I cuss like a sailor. Um. Sorry guys. But um. form of masturbating, you are sitting there doing the same thing that the pastor stills out of what that pole is doing. You're sitting. Ten, 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 ten. glory of God. You want to know what is the best thing ever? Jesus said, Those who believeth in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John believe. Those who believeth in me shall not perish, but have Everlasting life. I'm a sinner Jesus Christ. You died for me on that cross. Where I needed to die. You gave me life. You resurrected me. The day you died. I was already dead. And yet you breathed life into me again. So that I may not see death. something that we all need to think about why did this man our God take sin head on why why didn't why didn't God let Abraham sacrifice Isaac on that altar for the wages of sin. It was his only son. Jesus is the son of God. And though he is God, he is with God, he is God. Why did not Jesus or God let Moses or Abraham, sorry. Sacrifice his only begotten child at the time for our sins. Why? Because Abraham was willing to pay that debt with the life of his son. God realized I cannot let this man do this this is not man's debt to pay I will pay the wages of death for him I am their God I will destroy Shall come and look, look, folks, look, gentlemen, be thankful that we will live. We admit ourselves. Christians, we should openly confess. Do we have to confess to other Christians? I personally don't believe so. But, if we do, then I believe that will help us confess to Jesus. And what I mean by that is, I believe Jesus knows our faults, he knows we all fall short, he, when we confess to our, our brothers and our sisters in Christ, then he is giving us opportunity to share with one another, to build upon one another, and to help one another heal. And that is what we need. We need peace. We need to heal. We do not need to die. But we will. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands on how many are born again, how many are repentant. I'm not there asking for a show of hands is ridiculous because through an mp3 or two i can't see your show of hands but i will ask that maybe you close your eyes at some moment just reflect on your sins you don't have to confess the sins the skeletons in our closet as some people call them uh openly here tonight or here in this morning you ever want to be but just close your eyes and reflect and think think about this have i truly confessed my sins And if I die tonight, do I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I would go and stand before God and worship at his feet? I'm a sinner. I have openly admitted that I have an addiction to porn, to sex, to lust. But I'll tell you what, the devil, he lets me reflect on that. Oh, you're a sinner. You're not going to heaven. (laughs) Why do you even bother with Jesus? Let me tell you, I bother with Jesus because I know that he has paid the way for my sin. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am a born again Christian. And I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I believe that when he died on that cross, he paid my way. He conquered sin so that I may not die. I'm at home now, folks, and I'm going to tell you all I wish you all the best. Good luck in your studies. And I'm sorry I ran it so long. But in Jesus' name, I do pray for you all amen and good night or good morning whichever it may be amen okay guys so that was the confessional video um it will um i'm gonna try to divide it divide this video down so that it can go on uh tiktok but it will definitely be on spotify you can actually find all of my devotionals now on uh anchor.fm which is a service through spotify and look me up it's devotional uh, by John Riley, and so I'm there and it, it is a $2 a month or $1.99 uh, subscription fee and so every other file uh, is part of the subscription uh, I was gonna do every every file except for the first file of every month but uh, the Lord spoke to me and said if if, um, if you'll give my people half of those free, I will give you subscriptions. And I don't care if you know, I've only got one or two people subscribing to me. You can have it, you can download it, can listen to it a lot easier than you can here on TikTok. But I just thought I would share that with you. So I am on Spotify now, as well as uh, through Anchor FM, and it's a great setup. And I want to thank, um... Oh, what's Lydia! Uh, Lydia Landrum. I saw one of her, uh, Let's Talk Holy podcast, well, I listened to it, uh, where she interviewed a girl by the name of Rachel. Um, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce Rachel's last name because I would murder her. Uh, and so, just to, to like. But I listened to Rachel give her testimony on Lydia's platform, and Lydia told people how, how to join Anchor FM and do a podcast. And as I got into scrolling and setting up my own uh, Anchor FM, it's real easy. I can even do videos, so you can get the video for download. And so this video here, like I said, on TikTok, it's going to be broken up into 10 minute, 10 minute segments. I can't do anything about that. That is TikTok's on uh, it. But the full video, with the intro and everything, is on uh, Spotify or, or Anchor FM. So just look me up there. It's devotional, and it's got my face on it. So you should be able to tell that it's me. Um, and I want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode. Whether you're on TikTok, YouTube, Spotify. Anchor FM, wherever you're getting the source from, that's for you. So, thank you guys, and we'll see you on the next uh, video. Yeshua loves you. Hallelujah. Peace. Hallelujah. Yeah.